Well, it's it's officially official. Jordan Castle, the four-star safety, has committed to Billy Napier and the Florida Gators. And this is this is a big one. This is one to be actually genuinely excited about. Um, one second, I'm ju- I'm just tweeting this out so that I c- I can uh, have some fun with it. But uh, this this is something to be very excited about. Because, you know, it's just it's another win for Florida. It's their third commitment of the week. And that's that's something that can't be overstated, just given how the perception has been of the Florida Gators recruiting um, attempts over the past however many months of people just going. Uh, oh, no, they can't get it done. This this class, this uh, staff is overwhelmed and and they bit off more than they can chew and all that stuff uh and it's just silly (laughs) it's just silly uh and and it's it's one of those things where now you know like billy napier and this coaching staff they're they're doing their job it's it's they are doing their job and that's really all you could ask for from them because i mean there's a lot that kind of could have gone wrong with this class and and some people uh, would go wrong with this class but the Florida Gators 2023 recruiting class has improved going into today the Florida Gators had the number 14 class in the country let's go Chris Sorley that's right let's go going into this class the Gators had the number 14 class in the country that is obviously going to go up a little bit but Jordan Castle specifically Four-star safety, do-it-all type, 6'2", 195 pounds. He can do everything. John Garcia this past weekend was gushing about him as someone who can kind of contribute in so many ways for this defense. And more importantly, I think for the Florida Gators at least, it's important to talk about Jordan Castle as someone who he, he plays the position where the Gators' co-defensive coordinator and defensive play caller kind of coaches because Patrick Tony is of course the co-defensive coordinator. He is the defensive play caller and he is the safeties coach as well. And that's something where Florida, you know, hasn't really landed anybody. Like we've got DBs. Florida has DBs committed, but they don't have a safety. They've got Aaron Gates, who's going to be a, a nickel type player corner. They've got Jakeem Jackson, who's, I mean, they call him DB, but he's likely going to play corner. Got Sharif Denson, who's going to play corner. Got a lot of corners, which is obviously what Corey Raymond is going to do, because Corey Raymond does that. But safety didn't really have any any answers right there. Um, Hopefully people get off Billy's back, just shows UF's prominence over the years and jealousy of haters. Yeah, Matt, that's one of the things where, if you're if you're new, welcome. Subscribe, like it, whatever that is. Um, <laughs> that's I'm not pressuring you here, but uh, if you uh, if if you've been paying attention to Lockdown Gators, you know it has never been the sky is falling for this coaching staff. It's always been we'd like to see you pick it up a little bit. That, that's kind of the approach we've taken. But uh, going back to Patrick Tony, it's important that Patrick Tony recruit well and Patrick Tony develop well because I mean he got Percy Butler into the NFL out of Louisiana this past season or this past draft. Percy Butler, I forgot what pick, um, but he's with the Washington Commanders now, which is still the stupidest name in football. 
Uh, Lamont and hardwired for self hardwired to self destruction. Yeah, I, I think we're gonna see. Uh, I think we're gonna see the Gators go up to eleven at this point. Um, yeah, I, I think Florida can. I mean, not even eleven yet. Maybe I think twelve right now. I think we'll see twelve. Um, yeah, I, I think twelve is what we'll see. Be right behind Tennessee. But if if there are more commits this week, then we could see it. Oh my goodness, I forgot the sunglasses too. Sorry, hold on. Let me do this because uh, yeah, I for, I forgot to do this. I've been doing this, but yeah, I gotta put the shades on for it because Blue Chip Billy, as we all know and love, uh, Blue Chip Billy's doing his thing and and he's adding more commits and he's kind of cooking. He, he he's he's cooking with fire, cooking with gas. Like, like he's getting it going here. Uh, but Florida, I do believe, will pass USC and Arkansas with the recent commitment of Jordan Castle. I don't think Tennessee yet, but I do think that with maybe one more solid commitment, an Andy Jean or something, um, I think if Florida gets an Andy Jean, we could see them pass Tennessee, LSU, and maybe even Miami. Um, we'll see. Maybe even Penn State and Clemson. Those all three, Clemson, Penn State, and Miami are all 260. Um, so with, with an Andy Jean commitment, maybe we could happen. Um, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, Florida will definitely pass USC with this commitment. I, I know that. I know Florida will pass USC and get to at least 13 because they're only four points behind USC right now. I think, I think they could pass Arkansas. Um, that remains to be seen, but I think I just, I just slammed my mouse on the floor. Um, I, I think we'll see Florida maybe pass Arkansas too. Um, we're waiting for 24 seven to update. We're, this is going to be again, another, uh, 20 minute ish bonus episode here. That's going to go up on the podcasting platforms and go up on YouTube. And we're going to keep doing it. I will be, I think I'll be home the rest of the day. So if there are any commits, uh, there it is. Uh, Dominic Tudor said, would it be what I be? I think he meant, would it be, would it be? But I don't know, man. I'm just happy. That's that's what I could say about that. Can't lie. This team will have to get it from the mud and lean on physical play on offense and defense. That's the thing, Lamont. Do they? Uh, so kind of loopy said, I use the class calculator. We go to a 233.04, which would put Florida ahead of... Uh, right behind Arkansas. Okay, so it'll flip with USC, put us close the gap between Arkansas, make that a very tight gap. Um, so yeah, okay, kind of loopy. Uh, waiting for two four seven to drop. Waiting for twenty four seven to drop to a three star. I don't think that'll happen just because like they haven't done it yet. If they drop Aiden Mizell, I'm throwing hands. I'll let you know that right now. Um, but twenty four seven has not yet even added Jordan Castle, so they tend to add the player and then a few minutes after that they tend to update the rankings. Uh, so it looks like it's going to be a little while. But I'm sorry. I keep getting sidetracked when I do these live streams. I read the chat, and then I forget what I was talking about. But with Jordan Castle and Patrick Tony, that's an important connection there. Um, James, I'll get to that in a second. But that's an important connection because Patrick Tony needs to recruit well. Patrick Tony, we know scheme-wise, it's going to be freaky. Like, we know this defense is going to be sick. Um, but... Yeah, I think with Patrick Tony and safety, like you need to get that answer because, um, like that—that's your position. That's a position that Patrick Tony coaches as a safety coach. But also, it's got to be an incredibly easy sell, I think, for Patrick Tony because you go, well, when I'm working with other people, like you'll probably be with Corey Raymond, and you'll be getting coached by the best cornerback coach in 
on the planet, not even just in college, just on the planet. Um, so there it is. Um, so, so I think Patrick Tony has to be able to recruit well. He's he's got the advertisement of look. I just got I just got a safety from Louisiana to the NFL. And in fact, let's let's even go one step further and let's look at what Percy Butler was uh, on twenty four seven because I don't I don't even know what he was ranked as, but now he's in the NFL. He was a two star. So uh, Patrick Tony can go look. I just got Percy Butler. A, a two-star safety to the NFL. Imagine what I could do with someone with your physical traits and your physical attributes in my defense. Imagine what I could do with that. NFL coaches liked what I could do with Percy Butler. They will love what I could do with you, Jordan Castle. Uh, 24-7 just updated. Someone said, yeah, class rank is 13th. If, if the class calculator, I'm assuming, was correct. Yeah, 233.04, so right behind Arkansas. If we get one more commit, I'm not too sure about Dijon. I, I'm hoping Dijon. Um, Andy Jean is the one that I think might commit today. I think I think Andy Jean is more likely just based on what uh, Zach Goodall said it yesterday where he was like, you know, based on how Miami is pushing for these Ohio State receivers, um, I think that's a good sign for Andy Jean coming to Florida. But we're about to talk more, but first, sorry, I got to do this to you guys. Quick word from Bet Online because if you think the Florida Gators will win seven games or more, like I do, then hit the over, which you should. If you think Florida will win six games or less, which you shouldn't, and if you do think that, I hate you, just know that, then bet the under. But you can do that on Bet Online because betonline.net, it's your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports information. And right now, the win total for Florida this year is set at six and a half. So, Take the over if you think they're going to win. Take the under if you don't think they're going to win that many games. But you should think they're going to win that many games. I think they will win. I, I want to say there's going to be like eight or nine wins this year for Florida. That's what I'm throwing out there. Um, James, there are no commit times set right now. It's just people that we think will commit uh, with the barbecue and Friday Night Lights and all that stuff. Um, head to the website today. Use your mobile device on all about the trends and action. Check out Bet Online. It's where the game starts. Now, getting back into Jordan Castle's commitment and, and, and that awesome stuff. Uh, Jordan Castle, of course, was supposed to commit October 1st to honor his father. He pushed that forward to July 30th, which when he pushed it forward, we were like, okay, he's a Gator. That, that was kind of the impression that we got. Uh, John Garcia said it a few weeks ago, I believe, on Lockdown Gators. So he was like, what? He was like, there's rumors that he could push it up, and if he does, then he's a Gator, almost definitely. Um which is exciting because, you know, I've, I've been saying for a while now, like, like Florida's got key guys at key spots, but one of the things that Florida needed was a, a safety there. Um, James Armour says, I got Florida 9-3. and three. Let's go. I, I think so. Rob G said the same thing, and he said we beat Georgia. I hope so. Dude, I just want to slap him in the face every time. Uh, that, that's where I'm at. I, I'm sorry. If, if you've been listening for a while, you'll notice that over the past couple weeks, I'm changing how I do things where I'm just starting to disrespect folks. That's, that's what I'm doing. I'm just starting to disrespect folks. Um, and that's how we're going to do it. That's that's how we're going to do it for Lockdown Gators from now on. Um, we're just disrespecting people. And we're just living with that. Um, so, yeah, someone said, Lamont, you said, can't lie, this team will have to get it from the mud and lean on physical play on offense and defense. Yes and no. Uh, we, we've broken down the scheme a few times. We're going to break it down more before the season. But this is a team where offensively and defensively, they want to be smarter than you. Because no matter how well you recruit, no matter what that is, you can't always outrun people. 
you can't always overpower people. If you work hard, like no matter how hard you work, if you work hard enough, you can outsmart anybody. Like that's something you can do as a team. So defensively, we talk about creepers. We talk about sim pressure. We talk about all these things. Florida's trying to outsmart people, make the quarterback think extra. Because if you're facing, for example, Kentucky, very RPO heavy. If you run creepers, you can give them some serious, serious issues, especially if they're trying to hit that RPO to the slant and you got a DN dropping back in coverage. They're in that they're in that throwing lane. And then you make the guy think, and then Will Levis specifically, you make Will Levis think, and then you can cause some errors. Things like that. And then offensively, all the motion, all, all the jet sweeps, all that stuff that we're going to see from Florida, it's to get the defense thinking, get them on their toes. You're going to know what defense, or you're going to get a better idea for what defense they're in. So yes, we'll have to be more physical. Florida will have to be more physical offensively and defensively. But also Florida wants to outsmart you. That's what they want to do. This isn't, you know, my high school coach used to just say, if you're more physical than someone, you'll win that game nine times out of 10. Guess what? We went like one and eight my junior year. So we were, I, I thought we were pretty physical. So that's not, that's not always the case. Um, so yeah, I, I don't think that necessarily we need to be more physical for Florida. I think Florida wants to be smarter and I think you could do that. And I think when you mix being smarter than your opponent with being as athletic as your opponent and Florida also, by the way, Billy Napier and the Florida Gators have now added another Florida kid to the class. So that means that Florida has 15 commits. 13 of them are from Florida. And I've always said when you're talking about recruiting, if you want speed, like if you want athletes, Gator Gang, no, your mind to coach was not right. Uh, if you're more physical, it does not mean you will always win. Otherwise, the Ravens would have won a Super Bowl right now because they've been more physical than the rest of the NFL for years, and they have not won those games, have they? I did. Uh, it's as simple as that. You can't just go, we want to be more physical. It's a changed game. You got to be smarter. Like that. That's what it is. Um, they are the one out of 10. <laughs> okay, that's it. It's just every argument I make. It's like, well, they're the one out of 10. Um but Florida, I've always said, if you want to add athletes, you go to Florida, you go to California, and you go to certain parts of Texas. If you want to add, like, if you want to add just straight power, you go to those, those Midwestern states where it's like, well, it's too cold to throw the ball, and we don't have any good QBs, so we run the ball. We have a lot of power. Um, but Florida's recruiting a lot in Florida. We're we're adding the athletes. Aiden Mizell, Eugene Wilson III, TJ Searcy, Isaiah Nixon is a fluid athlete for someone his size. Jakeem Jackson is not only still growing, but he's getting better and he's getting more athletic. And, and you're looking at all these guys like Marcus Stokes is athletic for a quarterback. You're looking at Creed Whitmore is pretty dang athletic. Tyree Patterson we could basically remove from the class. You know, people think he's going to flip to UCF, which – Here's the thing with Tyree Patterson. We'll, we'll go more in depth with it next week on Lockdown Gators. Um, I don't care. You know, if he leaves, he leaves. So be it. I, like, I'm not concerned with it. Um, he's currently the worst ranked kid in the class. It'd be a nice ad for Florida because I believe he was the first guy that Billy Napier got to commit which uh, to the 2023 class, which would be cool. But at the same time, he's the worst ranked kid in the class. Uh, he, he's clearly feeling some type of way about adding all these receivers. 
And that is what it is. You know, I, I don't care. I hope the kid has success. I hope he goes to whatever place he feels is best for him. Um, and that's one of the reasons that I don't care so much. Um, I, I think that's one of the reasons I don't care so much about like decommits or whatever. Cause it's like, I want the kid to go where he thinks is best for him. The one that I, the one kid where I was like, you know, he made the wrong decision was Malik Bryant. Uh, I think Malik Bryant would have been a freak. I almost just dropped a hard F bomb. <laughs> That's the joy of going live. I think Malik Bryant would have been a freak in Patrick Tony's defense. But again, maybe it's one of those things where if he wants to be more of a pure edge rusher or more of a pure just off ball linebacker, Florida's going to ask you to do a lot. And if you don't want to do that, then you don't do that. And, and you go to the place that you think will utilize you to the best ability. And that, that's great for him. Um, Gator gang, as long as they upgrade a wide receiver. Spoiler, yeah, I mean, the expectation is that Florida will add Andy Jean. If I'm the worst ranked kid, if I'm the worst ranked receiver in this class, and there are five receivers, I'm going to go, that's a lot of good athletes. I'm not even going to get a chance. And that's why, like, I, I understand Tyree Patterson wanting to leave. And I, I don't feel... Um, like, I don't feel some type of way about it. I don't think that's something that we have to really worry about. Um, I think Florida's doing a hell of a job, frankly. I think especially this week, they've, they've kind of cooked. They've, they've kind of got this – the pot has been stirred, and Florida's doing their thing. I'm going to look through the comments section. We're going to wrap up soon uh, because, again, I'm, I'm hoping to go live at least once more. Don't forget, tomorrow we will have just my interview with Hayden Hansen, Florida Gators 2022 three-star tight end. Uh, that'll go live as this independent thing. It was on the show recently, but now it's just going to be its own video. If you want to watch just the interview, um, now we're just going to look through the chat. If there's any other questions, feel free to send them in and I'll get to everything I can. I'm going to go back to about as far as I remember seeing, uh, Widmore was a three-star got his four-star now. Yes. Um, that that's a thing also where it's like Whitmore, he's playing out of position. Like it's literally just projecting what he can be. Um, which is promising because I mean, even uh, I just got here. Who did he commit to? Jordan Castle committed to the Florida Gators, baby. He's, he's a Gator boy. That's simple as that. He's a Florida Gator and he's going to be a Florida Gator. And I love it. Uh, Whitmore, it's all projecting. John Garcia was here. I forgot when we were talking about Creed Whitmore, but he was like, Creed Whitmore is someone that, that you're hoping hits that growth spurt that Trent Whitmore hit. And that you're hoping he'll become Trent with more size, and you you think he could be more athletic, and you think he has a higher ceiling, and you, you you're just projecting though. That's all it is. It's also like how hard he's going to work to become as good as Creed, or to become as good as Trent, and maybe better than Trent. Um, and so there's that. Remember back in the early 2000s where I missed the physical run game back then? Yeah, but I mean, got a lot better when it was more speed based, right? And and so that's what I'm I'm using for. They hardly use the Whitmore we have. Um, I think that's going to change, but I'm not entirely sure. Uh, Trent Whitmore is someone that I do like very much, but with Ricky Pearsall coming in, I mean, Ricky Pearsall is an inside-out receiver. Um, Justin Shorter is and Xavier Henderson are likely both going to move into the slot quite a bit just because that's what Billy Napier likes to do. He likes to use a big slot receiver. Um, Trent Whitmore, it, I don't want to say he's the odd man out because I think we'll see a lot of four-receiver sets. Uh, but I, I am also kind of like, I wonder how he's going to be used with Billy Napier because he wasn't used well with Dan Mullen despite the injuries. I mean, yeah, like he would play hurt. But like if, at, at, the way I see it is if you could play hurt and you're playing at 80%, that's fine. But if you're playing less than 80%, then you shouldn't be playing at all because you're not going to be helping your team. Um, and that's how it is for how I think. Uh, Mullen didn't like him for some reason. Mullen was 
Mullen made some decisions that I very much disagree with. Um, that's how I go. Uh, Lamont said, I fully agree with your theory, but UGA tight ends are pretty dang good. If we can contain them, we have a legit shot at beating them. Yeah. Um, I, I think that, uh, I think Florida might be in a, how do I put this? <laughs> Florida might be one of the best matched teams defensively with Georgia's tight ends. Um, cause I think you look at, I don't care how people feel about him. I know a lot of people are kind of hot or cold on him. Um, <laughs> I know a lot of people are hot and cold on him, but Trey Dean, if he hits his ce- like his ceiling's insanely high. If he hits that ceiling, he could become an eraser of tight ends. And if he could do that against Bowers or Gilbert, whoever it is with Georgia, that's big for Florida. And then you add in Kamari Wilson. And you add in Rashad Torrance II, who I still firmly believe is one of the best safeties in college football. I don't care what you say. Um, also, I, I'd like to say, I'm, I, I'd like to believe I'm not being a homer when I say this, because I've had some hard opinions on some Florida Gators. But uh, yeah, I, I think that when you look at who Florida has in their secondary, and even at linebacker, you know, you add DeWan Black, you add Shamar James, you've got athletes there that can, if they hit their ceiling, become erasers of tight ends. And when you have an offense like Georgia who wants to use multiple tight ends, you can kind of you can kind of learn how to stop them. I think the hardest part the harder part is going to be executing that game plan. Um I I think that's what it is where you go it's executing the game plan because Florida also likes to run multiple tight end sets, but it's going to be that they're not the Florida's tight ends are not as good as Georgia's tight ends. It's as simple as that. Like that, that's just a fact of what it is. Florida's tight ends are not as good as Georgia's tight ends. So when you practice against Florida's tight ends, you could erase Florida's tight ends, but then when you go against these Georgia tight ends, it's a little bit different. Uh Dean was terrible at corner, terrible at star, actually very good at safety. And the more he got see, that's the thing with with Trey Dean and with so many guys that struggled in recent years. It's hard to evaluate them because Almost everybody was used poorly. Like Jeremiah Moon and Mahmoud Diabati, they should have been edge rushers. Jeremiah Moon right now is in the NFL with the Ravens, learning to play edge rusher at the NFL level. It's stuff like that. Yeah, Bowers is a monster. So it's it's hard to evaluate the guys that struggled. What I think is one of the reasons I'm so high on Rashad Torrance and Avery Helm and Jason Marshall Jr. and the guys that did excel in the back seven is that the defense was so, so just, I don't know how to put it besides saying dumb. Like it just mismatched people where they shouldn't have been. And I, I think it's hard to evaluate guys that struggled because they were playing roles they shouldn't have been playing. Um, Donovan McMillan, I, I believe, is going to be a safety still. I think he's just going to be a box safety, but I think he's going to be a safety. Um, but it's hard to evaluate the guys that struggled because they were horribly misused. And the guys that did succeed, it's like, wow, they were also horribly misused, but they succeeded in those roles. Uh, so it was Todd Grantham trying to fit a whole bunch of, you know, the square pegs in a round hole, I believe the, the phrase is. And that, that's what he was trying to do. And it's just like, that's not going to work with everybody. So I think with Florida, it's about using guys properly. Trey Dean is going to be used properly, I believe. Rashad Torrance is going to be used properly, I believe. And all these guys are going to be used properly. Um, and, and so it's stuff like that. 
Uh, if we land Cormani and flip Dijon to add a player like Cameron James, we would end up passing LSU for 10th, putting us only a couple of points behind Miami. Yeah. Um, yeah. Grantham was trying to paint a picture with crayons. Exactly. He was just doing dumb things. Um, but uh, but I, I got to end this. My, my time is running out with this. So thank you all for tuning in. If there are more Gators commits today, um, I will be around. I will more like more than likely be around to handle those commits and go live tomorrow. Might be a little might be a little murky. I got to help somebody move. So depending on when commits happen and stuff like that. Uh, but thank you all for joining. Uh, make sure to subscribe, like, do whatever, share with people. I don't care, man. I, I want to get the word out, but I'm having fun just growing organically. How it's growing. Uh, so so thank you all. And yeah, hopefully there's more commits and hopefully we can go live again. Thank you. And hopefully, yeah, hopefully I'll see you tomorrow or, or hopefully I'll see you later today and have a great day, everybody.